Uh, hello, everyone, and uh, welcome uh, to, to a new discussion on uh, Almomia, the Night of Counting the Years. Uh, Richard and I uh, did a podcast on it recently, but there were a couple of things that we didn't uh, uh, understand, really. So uh, I counted on talking to Hussein again uh, to take us through kind of the significance of this film in Egyptian culture and perhaps to explain some of the things that we didn't understand. Uh, so hello, Hussein. Hello, Jose. Good to be with you again. <laughs> okay. Um, before I let you go, I want you to say something about um, Almumia, The Night of Counting the Years, Shadi yeah. Abdel Salim's uh, film. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Richard and I saw it. We both loved it. Uh, it's really beautiful. It's very unlike Shaheen's film. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a very um, almost painterly film. Yeah, it's kind of very allegorical, very poetic, with very beautiful imagery. But, you know, there were also things that we knew we didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, that the film is allegorizing. So, so what, you know, yeah. uh, it's been widely called, you know, one of the greatest Egyptian films of all time. So what is your view on that? I think it's just not, not only one of the greatest Egyptian films of all time. I think it's also one of the most important, uh, probably uh -huh. the most important Egyptian film. And okay. the, the, the reason for this importance is... Um, as you said, it's it's not really uh, a film about tomb robbers, tomb raiders, who, which is a true story, by the way. And the clan was called the Abdel Rasuls, not uh, yeah. so they changed the name in the film. And uh, but but this film is about the identity of 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 an Egyptian. What is your identity? Are you going to to side with those who have stolen your history? Those who live off your history by destroying your culture destroying your your um, your history or are you going to join the others the the the, the effendis from cairo the people from cairo who want to preserve this history are you going to go back to your roots and and just uh, cling to it and uh, and be part of the efforts to preserve it and that also addresses the one of one of the biggest crises that we as egyptians face and I think even up till today, are we Egyptians? Are we Arabs? Are we Muslims? Are we, what is our exact identity? Are we Mediterraneans? Are we, uh, so, so I think that's that's what the film was trying to 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 yeah. to really tell. Though you know, I mean, I, I've I've always been a little bit bothered by that formulation of identity. You know, because to me, it imagines that identity is singular, whereas, you know, I'm an immigrant child, right? Like, you know, my parents were born in Spain. I grew up in Canada. I'm now working in England. If somebody asks me, what what are you? I think, I, you know, sometimes I speak from people in my village in Spain and I say, I am a barraqueño. And I am. So I'm both kind of, you know, a barraqueño and a Montrealer you know, and a Quebecois, yeah, and a European. I mean, I feel all of those things, to me, they're not contradictory, or they're not contradictory in me, yeah? It's kind of who I am. I don't see why you can't be 
an Egyptian and an Arab and a Muslim all of this and a Mediterranean all at the same time. It strikes me that, you know, I would expect an Egyptian to be a Mediterranean, yeah, and to be an, Ar an Arab largely. I'm sure there's an exception for that actually. But you know, kind of identities can coexist, yeah, on different levels and they're positional. So if somebody asks me, what are you in Spain? I'll say I'm Spanish. If somebody asks me in Canada, I'll say I'm Canadian. You know, but it, it makes sense to me. No, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's, no, no, I'm, I'm there, I'm there. Uh, uh, no, it's, ab ab you're absolutely right. And, and this also applies to, to Egyptians. But what was this film trying to, to, to say? Uh, because uh, some of these, some, some of these components of, of the identity uh, uh, do not wish to, to coexist. So many, many, you'd find many people in Egypt and uh, many, uh, lines of thought uh, trying to uh, establish that Egyptians uh, are only Arabs or are only Muslims and uh, disparaging the ancient Egyptian uh, civilization and, 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 and the history of, of the country as uh, singularly Egyptian. And that, that what, what was he trying to say, in my opinion. Um, and, and it's also very significant the name he chose for the clan so the name of the clan Al-Hurabat is quite an Arabic name. Is it's an Arab name, and it probably descends from from the Arabian Peninsula, from Arabia, and um, and it's this is <laughs> it's difficult to explain, but this is part of 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 a history long a history long question that has always been bothering Egyptians, and. Is there really a contradiction between being all these together and an Egyptian identity, an ancient Egyptian identity, or, or as you said, or as you say, that it's all a melange that we can uh, survive with and that we can live with, which I believe, but uh, that's not necessarily what everybody believes. So, um, so I think that was the the most important thing about about this film, and uh, to answer your question uh, about the fate of the mummies. And it's quite interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's a quite an in interesting coincidence that we are having this conversation today because these mummies, when they were uh, discovered and rescued, they all went to the Egyptian museum in downtown Cairo. And tomorrow evening, so today, today we are uh, recording this on the 3rd of April, tomorrow evening, the 4th of April, there, there will be a huge celebration and a huge procession moving these mummies from where they lived for the last 120 years in the Egyptian museum to their new place in, the, in, the, in, in a new museum which will be dedicated to Egyptian mummies. So the mummies are there, most of them uh, at least, and uh, they still live and uh, whenever you come to Egypt you can, you can see, them, see them in the new museum. And uh, so one of the also one of the things that I wanted to say about this particular film uh, was Shadi Abdel Salam himself. Shadi Abdel Salam is he was not a film director. Uh, he was uh, a, a set designer and a costume designer. Mm. And this is the only feature film he did. And uh, unfortunately, he was working on, on, on another film that 
was that its setting was ancient Egypt, but unfortunately, it was uh, the budget was huge. He was, but he was working on it, but he uh, he died in nineteen eighty six without being able to finish it, and he he uh, he worked with Shaheen on quite a few films, including Saladin. He was the costume and set designer in in Saladin, and uh, Shaheen. Um, in in several interviews, he spoke uh, very highly of him, and uh, mm. and you can see the film. The film has this, um, this aura of mystique. The uh, yeah. the use of uh, the um, formal Arabic vernacular is very, yes. uh, is very significant. Um, it's uh, so it's not Egyptian Arabic that is spoken in the film. It's the official formal uh, scripture Arabic, and. Uh, the use of the uh, sound, the 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 wind sound, is also yeah. very. Uh, I think is very significant. Uh, there's the long pauses, the minimal uh, conversation, uh, minimal music. Uh, mm. uh, the the one uh, one of the things that, so I've seen this film many times, and one particular element that I never really got to understand is that stranger guy. I never really understood That's, why he's... We don't understand him. Which stranger guy, actually? It's because... just one. There's only one stranger. No, no, it's just one stranger. He's the same guy. The guy who comes on the boat and brings back the mummies. No, no. The guy who... Um, the guy who appears in, in a couple of scenes... Uh, Who's wearing, wearing white. 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 I, don't yeah. under, I don't understand him either. I, I never really know, got to understand what he signifies there. I think he signifies, probably in, in wearing that white, he signifies pureness. And, yes. But, but I never really understood his position in, in the film. So that, well, he's the, only, he's, the only, he's the only innocent in the film, yeah? Because, you know, you see him uh, going to work, yeah? Then you see him beaten up. Yeah, you see the dialogue between the two young boys who are the same age, more or less. Yeah. Uh, so, but I couldn't understand what that signified, whether, you know, what relationship there was between them. Um, you know, so, so that, that is a mystery to me as well. Also, I wanted your opinion yes. on, the, on the ending. Yeah, because... Yeah. The, I, the boat goes in one direction in the Nile. The boy is now, or the young man, because he's not a boy anymore. The young man, you know, heads, he's walking down the banks, presumably of the Nile, but he's all alone now. He's lost his family. He's lost his tribe. What does that mean that, you know, one is going in one direction, the other one is going in the other? Yeah? How do you interpret that ending? I think the the ending is 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 a, is a bit mysterious, and you would uh, you would expect uh, that the fate of Wanis would be a, a better one because he actually at the end chose to to report on his tribe and to he he uh, he he chose his sites he chose to to be with the people coming from Cairo the he chose to be with the enlightened people people who are not living off the dead. But you can see at the end that he lost everything. He lost his tribe. He lost his. Uh, uh, he lost his identity. He lost his name, and 
he actually, I think he got, uh, I think what was Shadi trying to say is that he got cursed at the end, and even though he did the right choice, but he got cursed at the end, and the, the, the curse that has befallen the entire tribe, the uh, curse of the pharaohs or the ancient Egyptian curse, has also befallen him, uh, because yeah. even though he chose, he made the right choice at the end, but he was still part of that tribe, and that is something that he cannot change. Um, so that's my reading of it, and it's quite quite a harsh ending, actually. Uh, it's a it's a very complex one because you get you get the feeling that that he's done the right thing, he's preserved knowledge for us, he's brought, he's made the mummies live, he's given them a name, yeah. So he's, given he's them preserved a name, yeah. history for the future. So, but his own people, his tribe will now starve because they have no other means of making a living. I <laughs> like it. Yeah. So in doing that, he also condemns his own people, his own tribe, yeah, to penury and oblivion. And he condemns himself to being not part of one, not part of the other, yeah, and kind of um, you know, to to being completely alone, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's the fate of an Egyptian. I think I think that's what he's uh, <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> well, let's hope the fate is much brighter than that. <laughs> yeah, think, the, the, uh, the tribe, the tribe, the tribe has always been cursed. Uh, you can even see it in the way they're dressed. I think mm. they're all dressed in black for a reason, uh, and the film being the how 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 cinematography is very important in the film and how um how everything means something i think uh, you can see the entire tribe is in black except for wanis and his older brother they're also in black but there's a little bit of white around the neck like the yes. undergarments are, are white and also and then you compare that to the, to to the stranger and then you compare that to the stranger who's who's completely in white and who i think he 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 resembled he he signifies innocence and pureness and and the good way and uh, and 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 he ended up beaten and uh, almost losing his life. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a it's it's a very mystic film and uh, you, you you you'd need to see it uh, quite a few times to to really appreciate it. And, and you uh, need to see it in a very good copy because it's one of those films that it has beautiful gradations of color, beautiful use of color. Yeah. So the color, the light in the film matters. And if you don't see it in a good copy, you don't see the light. Yeah. So Absolutely. I would say that this, this is a, a film, you know, that is visually both beautiful and significant. Yeah. That, you know, it's conveying meaning through light and composition as as much as what the characters do, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the same cinematographer that uh, that did Dawn of a New Day. Uh, what's his name? Um, I think Abdelaziz Fahmi. I think. Okay, I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, I will look it up as well. Uh, so right. yeah, so one one last one last uh, trivia. Uh, the uh, the very first scene in the film um, that uh, sees the meeting of the archaeological department uh, uh, in the the last meeting of the season if, uh, the the one who leads the meeting is 
مستر غاستون ماسبيرو هو از اكشلي اريل هيز اريل كاركتر اند هي واز ذا سكند ذا سكند فرنش بيرسون تو تو بي ان تشارج اوف ذا ايجيبشن ديبارتمنت اوف انتيكويتيز ات واز كرييتد باي اوغوست مارييت who uh, in the mid mid 18th century mid mid 19th century uh, Auguste Mariette created the Egyptian antiquity uh, department of antiquities and that's when the the Egyptian government started realizing the importance of uh, regulating and putting some rules to how uh, how um, these uh, antiquities and these artifacts and um, and how this history is being treated Uh, because a lot of it has been stolen by adventurers throughout uh, the years. So um, at one point, uh, they, they just decided that we need to have some kind of regulation. So Auguste Mariette was the first person who created the, uh, the department. Uh, Gaston Maspiro succeeded him later on. And, uh, and Auguste Mariette is, is buried in, uh, at, in the garden of the Egyptian Museum in downtown Cairo. Uh, while the area where where the Egyptian museum is, uh, the neighborhood is called Maspiro, uh, mm-hmm. after the the second director. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, so you can see that these characters still live with us uh, till today. And uh, we, we we as Egyptians we really should be grateful for uh, for what they've done. Even though they part of what they've done they've done for their own reasons, but eventually, yes. yeah, you know how things go. So. Yes. No, nothing is black and nothing is white. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> so th- thank you very much, Jose. It has uh, has been really a pleasure to, uh, speaking with you over these four uh, sessions. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jose.